what a way to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Off the Dome Sports Podcast, your favorite sports podcast where two or three sports lovers sit and give their hot takes. Off Off the Dome. dome. I am Redfish. I'm Rebo Hustle. And I'm Mustang. And we are steering this ship today. Boys, how we doing? It's great. Basketball is back today. Right now. Who would have guessed first basket of the NBA season, Anthony Davis? I guess you. Would you have guessed it? No. (laughs) All right. He's a bum. Bum. Hot takes already. Yeah. Off the note. Mustang, how we doing? Um, you know, pretty good. Yeah, I worked today and yesterday, but I'm off the next three days. There we go. So I'm that's feeling, what I'm talking about. I'm feeling great mentally. A little a little tired, but yeah. Hey, I'll ramp that. up the energy. To the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, as always, follow us on Twitter or the X, whatever you want to call it nowadays, off the underscore dome pod, as well as Facebook off the dome sports podcast. Of course, you're probably watching us on YouTube. Um, so make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Shout out to our boys over at the No at B in the No K N E A U X, the only way to spell it, and that is on X and Facebook as well. Um, great work we're doing over there now with the Pelican season ramping up. Got tons of content coming at you. Um, really hoping we can, you know, keep on this train rolling of the uh, the No Network, killing it out in the uh, New Orleans and Louisiana sports scene. So start us out. Let's talk about um. Let's talk about a team that won. Before we get into the the bad, yeah. Um. Let's talk about the LSU Tigers. Sixty-two to nothing. I mean, yeah. You can't ask for much more. I mean, what? <clears throat> we played the Army. Yeah. Kind of disrespectful to beat up on the Army like that. Yeah. Shut but out. A shutout. A shutout is a shutout. And, yeah. In any division, in any league, a shutout is still respectable. No we didn't shut out Grambling. What? We didn't even shut out Grambling. Yeah. No, we didn't. No. We shut out the Army, though. We did shut out the Army. The old triple option just couldn't hey, get going. They really did. didn't run many triple options. <laughs> no, yeah. I was kind of shocked. They threw the ball a few times. And they like, did. What is happening? They threw the ball at least six times, which is crazy That's for like Army. That's like career numbers for Army. <laughs> yeah. Um, which brings us to your defensive MVP, Andre Sam. Who oh, dog came from being what the hell first play of the year missing a tackle uh, against Florida State being like why is this guy even starting to uh, making two picks and yeah. I mean he's actually you great know game. since the first game I have seen a big improvement in his playing like you know he, he still will miss a tackle occasionally but his coverage ended up being a lot better after the highest graded DB on the LSU defense right now yeah. Andre Sam. Two picks makes it. Two picks will do it for you. Um, yeah, I mean, the entire team played well. Jaden in the first half was, I mean, he looked like a Heisman mm-hmm. candidate, as he should be. Um, further proved his point. Yeah, further proved his point that he should be a Heisman candidate. I know it's Army, so it's not like you're playing some you know rough and tough defense, but still, even when you're playing a bad team, you still need to put up numbers, right? which he did. Um, had that 86-yard to Brian Thomas where he rolled out the pocket. It really looked like a Madden playmaker play where you just roll out the pocket and send a guy downfield, um, and it ended up working. BT had a 86-yard touchdown. Um, BT and Malik Neighbors both had over 120 yards. Both had two touchdowns. So we know our wide receiver yeah. combo is going to do it. And they only had three and four catches. Yeah. I mean, insane numbers out of the boys, for sure. Um, defense, you know, as much bad as we talk about them, it doesn't matter who you're playing if you pitch a shutout. Right. It's it's you're playing good football, um, and you know Army had a couple times where they got close to, I don't know if they were in the red zone, but at least got close to the red zone. Like they were pushing the ball at some points, and we figured out how to stop them. Um, so the defense is definitely making their improvements. Offense is insane. I mean Nussmeyer came into the third quarter and first drive throws a bomb to Malik Neighbors. Um, I mean it it was just a it was a perfect game all around. Yeah, uh, being in the stadium, the energy was insane to start the game. Like it. It was a very busy game, even though it was, we were playing Army. Um, people were very respectful, which made me feel good. Uh, they had paratroopers land at midfield before the game started, which was a cool atmosphere. Um, Army's the only team I've ever heard come out of the tunnel and people cheer for them. Yeah. Uh, usually, Tiger Stadium is very loud with boos. They cheered. People were on their feet, standing ovation for Army. So, a uh, very respectful game, very fun game to be at. But um, by the time I got back from the field up to the stands at halftime, there was 
10,000 people there at most <laughs> in a stadium that fits 103. Um, so yeah. something I thought was pretty cool was the way they painted the end zones. That yes. Dope. A little camo. Camo action for sure. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I had a great time at the game. I was there. Uh, got to be on the field pregame and during halftime. Um, so that was a fun experience for me. Um, yeah, it was just a good game. It was a, it was a good game. That's all there was to it. However, now we're looking forward to not this upcoming week where we have a bye week. We have time to rest, get some guys back from injury. Um, we also have Tuscaloosa on the other side of it. Going yeah. down Big to, going down to Bama, uh, where it's expected to be a top 15 matchup. Um, as both teams are in the top 15 right now, LSU probably won't drop with having a bye week. So um, one can only assume that college game day will be there. They announced kickoff time, 645 on CBS that night. So it'll be the night primetime game on CBS, which means we'll probably have to listen to Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. <laughs> Just <Again. laughs> love Alabama as per the usual. Yep. Um, Even when they're losing. Dude, we can beat them by 20, and they're going to talk about how good Alabama looked. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm really excited for this LSU-Bama game. I mean, every year we get up for it, but this year yeah, it's got a feels like it, go, feeling, it could yeah. go either way, <clears throat> yeah. for sure. I mean, it, it kind of felt like this last year, but, um, you know, last year not many people were expecting us to win. Uh, like, you know, a, a people thought it was going to be close, per se, but uh, not that close. No. Not a win it in overtime kind of close. Right, yeah. Um, this year, I feel like, kind of has the same vibe. Maybe a little more competitive, though. Like, uh, we'll have a, a few more people thinking that the Tigers can pull this off, which I personally do. Uh, I haven't seen anything that great out of Bama. I think the interesting part about this game, and Rebo, you can add on to this right after, um, is that it's strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness. Uh, Bama's offense has not... <clears throat> fully clicked yet and obviously our defense isn't as great as our prolific offense which is the best in the country by all measures um, and Bama's defense has been playing Alabama defense most of this year holding opponents think to mostly under 24 at under 20 points um, and LSU scoring about 48 49 a clip right now so um, it'll be definitely an interesting game to watch strength versus strength weakness versus weakness who comes out on top yeah, I just feel like this is like the most beatable Saban squad that we've seen in a long time. Um, it's like, I'm one of the guys I work with, he's both a Saints fan and a Bama fan, and he literally posted on Facebook during the Bama game on Saturday and was like, I didn't know the Saints played on Saturdays because it's the same story as the Saints. You hold the team to under 20 and sometimes you lose, sometimes your offense finally figures it out. And so I just, yeah. it's kind of weird that that's the parallel. Like, Saints and Bama are on a very similar sh- uh, streak this this year. But um, all in all, this Bama team's nothing to take lightly. Yeah, like never we, is. We know that yeah. we know that they're well coached. We know that uh, they're gonna figure it out somehow. And so can't expect a shutout. Can't expect a high-scoring game, you're going to expect something competitive out of the Bama every time. Chippy. I think the biggest difference between the Saints and Bama is that Bama does find a way to win. Yeah, Bama always. Um, We can move on from LSU because we're going to talk about them next week, uh, specifically in that Bama matchup because, you know, we we do have this bye week this week to rest up. Um, Talking about the Saints, another loss. Yeah. We are now under 500, uh, three and four, lost to the Jags, 31-24. I mean, at halftime, if you would have told me we finished within that amount of points, I would have been happy um, because going into halftime, we just looked miserable. Yeah. Um, it was, it was like, not fun game to watch. Uh, ended up, you know, in the fourth quarter, we scored two touchdowns, make it competitive. Um, and then, unfortunately, we have that pass in the end zone off the fingers of Foster, um, and we don't end up pulling out the win. Um, however, a lot of people were blaming Foster on social media. I don't think you can blame it on him. We should have never been in that position in the first place. You throw a pick six, your your offense doesn't click until the fourth quarter. You shouldn't have to worry about three bad quarters of football and then one drop pass with, loses you the game. That's just that's not how football works. Um, and especially people taking it out on Foster after everything he's been through. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, just read the room. You know what I mean? Like, bro didn't play football the entire offseason because he was battling cancer, and then he comes back, drops one pass, and you treat him like he deserves to be cut. Uh, Kind of ridiculous. But all in all, doesn't matter why we lost. All that matters is that we did. So what are which what's the thoughts on the games, boys? Um, you know, I did see improvement from the previous week or previous weeks, I should say. Um, I I do think the the offense still like needs some work. Um, I, I, once again, I, you know, I've said it before. I think it boils down to coaching. Um, <clears throat> but uh, like other than that, like. I think the offense is playing well together as players. It's just some of the play calling is questionable. Some would say. Um, Because you look back a few weeks ago, we shut out the New England Patriots. And not only did we shut them out, but we put up 34 points on them to a team that just beat the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't want to say like it was a bad look. Like it definitely felt bad watching it as a Saints fan. But, you know, going back and looking at the stats, the players really didn't have that bad of a game. It kind of just, they played bad at the worst moments possible. Yeah, I mean. Like, when it mattered, they didn't step up. Yeah. Uh, For us to have two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and only score 24 points is alarming, to say the least. Let's just continue to beat the dead horse, and that's what what my takeaway from the game was. We look at... Serial horse Cereal killer. Horse killer. <laughs> we look at the uh, like our red zone possessions and keep having to strike out with these. I keep calling them middle school football plays. This one guy runs a fade and we try to throw it to him in the corner of the end zone. Like that's that's the most uninspired play call I've ever seen in my life. But unless then, you're Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> when you're 6'5", it's yeah. different than when you're Michael Thomas and you're 6'1". Or you're Chris Olave, who's and, and he throws also it in the dirt, playing. too. It, I don't understand. Not inspired. <laughs> but it's just, like, you see plays like that from the three-yard line, and then we go for two, and you see the best play call that we've seen all year. Yeah. Kamara comes in motion and then runs a quick out. It was I was like, oh, my God, we actually called a play. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. Some It almost looks like there's two different play callers sometimes. Because like in the fourth quarter, we were running with tempo. We were running quick outs, quick crossers, little checkoffs. Like we were running plays that were guaranteeing us yards, which then opened up the game. Where normally we do the same exact thing every single drive and it never works. Like yeah. we're, it's the literally the definition of insanity sometimes with this Pete Carmichael offense. Yeah. You, know what I, you know what I think might... Don't quote me on this, but I'm not quoting. What you. if, <laughs> what if you know Pete Carmichael wants his scheme to work so bad that he's trying to force it, and then when he gets into the oh no moments, like I need to step it up, he just pulls out the little notepad with all of Sean Payton's plays on it. I mean, I don't know because the Broncos suck too, so <laughs> who knows? Um, but no, like it's really weird when you see moments like the first half where we don't do anything on offense, and then. Like I've been saying, fourth quarter, you score two touchdowns. Like, where does that come from? Where Where's the disconnect there? Um, how How do we How do we turn into two different teams in one game? Well, I mean, it, it was quite the opposite of what we have been seeing, where our offense comes out clicking. You know, the first half they play a lot better, especially towards the beginning of the season. And then the second half, they kind of figure out what we're doing, and we just yeah. don't have a second option. Yeah. I feel like it might be like one of like this game felt like the best offensive scheme that we've seen so far out of the Saints. Like we were moving the ball, yeah, the points weren't coming similar to the Texans game where we had we saw the, like the two best drives of the year. This this game, I don't think that we had too many just absolutely terrible drives back to back to back. It's just I think it's down to the red zone play calling at this point. I, that's mm-hmm. why I brought it up a second ago. And running a fade with people that aren't necessarily fast enough to run fades, necessarily yeah. big enough to run fades, I just don't agree with a singular route being run, and that's the only route being run. And that also brings us to 
the rest of the play calling where you see uninspired routes out of receivers because they're just not in the play that like they're not even an option. Yeah. So last night um, we went to um, get some food while watching ALCS game seven and Monday night football and clown car was with Rebo hustle and I, and he proceeded to scream at me in the middle of the restaurant (laughs) um, because I said Chris Olave was a problem. Uh, this was after finding out he got arrested, by the way. After finding out he got arrested, I say this man's a problem, and I got berated. Um, I'm not talking about off the field because, obviously, if you're getting arrested, you're not doing great off the field. Um, he was going double the speed limit in a residential zone, got arrested, it released from jail. Um, so, first of all, let's figure that out. Um not a great look. I don't really care what the situation was. If you get clocked going double the speed limit, you're probably not doing something right. I understand there's, you know, there's always more to a story than what you find right. out. Yeah. Um, but still, there there has to be some self-responsibility and accountability there. Um, but specifically talking about on the field, um, we have seen moments where he just slows down at the top of routes, doesn't look like he's cutting. Like, he, like, like last year, Chris Olave's whole thing was, he was a deep threat because he was killing guys at the top of routes. Like, his release point, he would shake a guy, and then he'd be open down the sideline. And that's what we knew Chris Olave for last year, is when Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston or whoever was throwing the ball last year, when they were unloading at 45, 50 yards, you knew Olave was on the other side of that ball. Um, now, every time that happens, there's nobody there because it looks like Olave's just not playing with the same inspiration and the same drive that he did last year. Whether that has to do with his relationship with Derek Carr, like some people are talking about, whether it has to do with the play calling where he's just not he's just not feeling a part of the offense, he's not feeling like he did last year, whether it's something going on with himself, like his toe's still hurting and he can't fight through the pain, whatever the case is, it's hard to look at Chris Olave this year versus last year and say he's the same player. Exactly. And I don't think that's that bad of a take. Like, I don't think I should, like have to defend that that hard, Um, but apparently I do. So that is – I don't think Chris Olave is the problem on this offense. That's not what I'm saying because we have, like, 30 different problems. I'm saying his play is one of many. Yeah, like it's not helping. It's an attitude problem. It is an attitude. I'm I'm not saying he's not skilled because I said this last night, and you can defend me. When Chris Olave is playing at his best, he is a top-10 NFL wide receiver. Correct. We saw it last year. We we did. And we saw it a game – I think he had a game this year where he had, like, 130 yards or something. Like, he, when he's playing at his best, he's unbeatable. He's him. But with the offensive line not staying healthy, and even when they are healthy, they're not playing great. Play calling being a problem, head coaching not looking like they can control the players, our quarterback throwing temper tantrums in the middle of games, our running back holding, trying to hold people accountable and nobody listens, another wide receiver going on Twitter and using his thumbs to talk about how he feels about a certain situation, which I know Rebo Hustle wants to talk about. Like, oh yeah, I'm with there. You. There is like 800 problems on the offense right now, so I'm not saying Chris Olave is the issue. I'm saying that there is a bunch of issues that is leading to him having a problem. So I don't know which one came, which tweet came first, whether it was Michael Thomas answering Dan Orlovsky because Dan Orlovsky put out something saying like, well, why is this the the route that we're throwing? And then Michael Thomas was like, this is our route progression. And so like that made sense. But then I don't, I don't know if I saved it. I'm gonna have to find it. But he, he just started going out at fans about, <laughs> about things like route progression and things. And, such and I'm just at a loss for words of why you why you'd even care enough to put that out there and berate a fan or berate anybody that's not in your locker room whenever you can just berate your locker room and that's locker room talk. Yeah. Um it, it I, there's a lot of a lot of people always talk about like the players only meeting and what does it actually mean? What do they actually talk about? Like why are you having this kind of meeting? Um, but it happened last year. I remember specifically, we talked about it on the podcast, LSU had a players-only meeting at one point last year. Um, and it was after the Tennessee game. And we started playing football after that Tennessee mm-hmm. game. That's when we played Ole Miss and beat a ranked Ole Miss team. We beat Alabama. Jaden Daniels got on the same page as his wide receivers. What? Hello. Um, but 
I'm not saying it's the same at the professional level. Like, all these guys have been in... Like, we have a bunch of veterans. It's not like yeah. we have a bunch of rookies. Um, Derek Carr's been in the league for forever. Michael Thomas has been in the league for forever. Our offensive line, we have uh, one rookie, but he doesn't even play. Um, Don't even get me or Repo started on that. Well, Nick Saldaveris, who I was talking about, but also Trevor Penning, um, with who's gotten benched two weeks in a row when we already have a hurt offensive line. Don't know. Chris Olave's in his second year. Rashid Shahid's in his second year. We have so many locker room guys on the defense, and yet it feels like there's like there's been no development as far as the players figuring it out. Um, because, you know, we do have a problem with the coaching. I think all of us have admitted that the coaching is not where it needs to be right now. Um, but whenever coaching is not going your way, it's up to the players to execute. And it feels like they're not doing that. So it, I think it's problems on all levels right now. Um, Clown Car called me out for this last night, too. I said in our group chat after that game, I was like, it might be time to just scrap it. I still kind of feel that way. I, I it, It's hard for a 3-4 and four team who still has a chance in their division because right. the rest yeah. of the division sucks, too, to be like, oh, yeah, we just need to you know clean house. But also, is this a sustainable model of football? Like, I, I just don't see it right now. Um, I hate to be negative because I love my team. <laughs> and, you know, I could change my tone in, in three weeks if we come out and win three straight games. But, um, you know, something something's not working. Like, it's it's obvious that whatever we're doing right now isn't working. Um, so we should definitely – we need to address it. Yeah. That's what all I'm yeah. saying. And I think, you know, if something does become addressed or gets addressed uh, that going forward – I mean, as early as next week, we could see a huge improvement – and they could totally flip this thing around. But, you know, as if we keep up the same pace, it's going to be tough. Granted, our players do have to stay out of jail in order to do that. Yeah, correct. At, at least he wasn't under the influence. True. True. That's um, like also, the only positive takeaway I have on it. He did. There was a video released. Uh, first video Kenner Police has posted on their YouTube in over five years was Chris Olave's arrest video. So that also says a little bit of something about the Kenner Police Department. Um, so just not a great situation in general. Um, they released, re- released it. He was very cooperative. He was very understanding what he did was wrong. He was like, man, I play for the Saints, man. And the cop goes, so? And they were like, oh, all right. Um, so That's how it should be. Yeah. So just a weird situation. Hopefully it all gets figured out. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't get suspended. We'll see what happens with that situation. Um, but hopefully, you know, everything turns out all right and the Saints offense can get back to clicking. Hopefully Rebo, it's a wake-up call for him. It looks like you want to drop some news over here, so I'd love I'd love to hear what you got to say. Update on his he phone. does have an update. Yeah, so... From Instagram. From, <laughs> from Saints back to LSU. Uh, evidently, Brian Kelly came out today and said Zai Alexander and Makai Wingo may or may not play next week. So we'll have to keep you all updated on that next Tuesday. Um, and also Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut are still in the program, just not playing. Okay. So, news to me. Um, <laughs> Zai Alexander is technically our number one corner, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not I mean, like he's... With Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut not playing yet. Uh, yeah, it's not like he's, you know, number one corner talent, but he's our number one corner. Um, Makai Wingo is our number 18 so you know what he means to the team. And then Deuce Chestnut and Denver Harris also not. So if we are out all four of those guys against Bama, that doesn't make me feel great. No. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But we've got a week to heal up. Those, yeah. Uh, yeah. They got a bye week. Grass. They yeah. got a bye week. They'll be all right, right? He just said that they're going to miss some time. So maybe that's practice time. Maybe that's game time. We don't know. I hope it's not game time. We'll have I'll say that much. Next week, that's for we sure. We sure will. Um, well, that took a turn. I found that trying to look for the other Michael Thomas tweet, but I found the Dan Olarski one, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rebo, would you like to talk about what you're repping today? A beanie when it's 80 degrees outside. It's my Pell's beanie that goes with this shirt. Therefore, I had to wear it <laughs> because it is day one of the NBA season. We get to see New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, let's get a score update. Tomorrow. What's the. Tomorrow. What are the Nuggets doing to the Lakers right now? The Nuggets are up 56 to 48. All right. Okay. I may or may not have had an eight-leg parlay on that game. Who knows? <laughs> so um, the, <laughs> the broadcast at the beginning of the game were, were talking about, yeah, LeBron's not showing any uh, re- regression yet, 
Like he's not. I mean, he's no. He's not Heat LeBron anymore, but he's still a very good NBA player. Correct. Um, but they were saying with the pieces changing from last year to this year, you're almost gonna need an Anthony Davis MVP season for them to be contenders. And so I think that it's possible, but do how inspired is Anthony Davis? And that's what we talked about yesterday because we were trying to figure out who the number three center in the league was. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I was actually going to ask that to Mustang. Is Last night we were talking about basketball because obviously it's upon us now. And, um, you know, everybody agrees. Jokic and Bede, 1-2. One, 1-2, two. One, two, yeah. I mean, you can't deny that. Who's the third best center in the league? I have my own thoughts because I'm a big, big fan of one particular basketball player. Al Horford. Uh, God, no. <laughs> um, I have my own thoughts. Rebo, who did you say? I said an inspired Anthony Davis. An inspired Anthony Davis. But an uninspired Anthony Davis does not make the cut. No. Um, I personally said Bam Adebayo, Miami Heat Center. Um, but if oh, I yeah. didn't get an inspired, I said uh, DeMontis Sabonis. He did say Sabonis. Sabonis, big uh, bet hitter. Last year. <sighs> the Kings won me so many bets last year. The old uh, Sabonis uh, Fox. The old, the old Fox 20-plus, 6-plus assists, Sabonis 15-plus, 6-plus assists. That parlay in particular won me at least six times. Just saying. <laughs> May have to re-up that one this year, too. Out of 82 games, got him at least six times. <laughs> that's a pretty good That's a pretty good ratio. I didn't bet all 82 games, man. <laughs> But like probably fifteen. <laughs> um yeah, off the top of my head I can't really Off the dome, some would say. Yeah. Um You know, if we were like back a year, probably would have went with Aiton, but he's definitely Reese, going down. Reese hates DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, I know. So we talked about so that yesterday too. It. Um we also we, we re upped that Kyrie Irving debate we had oh, yeah, uh, from so a while good. back. About is Kyrie Irving a top fifty NBA player? And I'm like, yes, and Reese is like no. And then yes. we go through the top one hundred. And we and got back to is would you rather have Paulo Bancaro or Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Yellow wrong. And the basketball guy tells us Yeah, don't know ball. We don't know ball. Yep. That's what the basketball guy tells us. So we'll see. Um <clears throat> we we also did a little bit what's your hot take for the year? Um I'll give you time to think about it, obviously. I'll still I'm, I'm, I'm um, gonna come up with the center too. Yeah, come with the center and come up with the hot take for this NBA season since it does start tonight. Uh Rebo, why don't you give us yours first? Because I speaking of I loved Reese's. Speaking of Paolo Bancaro, I think that the Magic are gonna make the playoffs, not make the play in, be one of the top six seeds. I think that this That's what he said. This young team gets another year to gel together and uh Defensively, they don't have many holes. Offensively, they they are mismatched nightmares. I really think that this Magic team is going to be special. It was a take. It was a take that was said. That's how I feel about that take. It, Just listen, if we're looking for hot takes, that is hot. <laughs> that is yeah. hot. Um, I mean, I don't mind it, but it's a hot take. Did you come up with anything, or would you like me to go with uh, my There was a take? few names that popped in my head. Um one of which, if we're talking like a traditional center, like big man in the paint, going to play defense, going to get you boards. I like a Clint Capella. I think he plays Clint very traditional center role, um, and he plays it well. This man said, I want rebounds and back to the basket. Correct. All right. Either that or maybe like a Big Daddy Zubach. Okay, interesting. You did not pick. Look any out of the, for him this year. <laughs> not pick any of the names I would have thought. Fanduel agrees with me. Is all I'm saying. Well, not necessarily exactly, <laughs> but they, it, have, what do they, they say? have better odds than the Nets. Yeah. Okay. So do probably nine other teams, Reese. They're they're the tenth highest odds. Exactly. I just said that. All right. Anyway. Um, my hot take for the NBA season, um, I didn't say this one last night, but I, w- I did some digging today, and this is how I feel about it. All five Pacific Division teams, so the Warriors, the Suns, the Clippers, the Kings, and the Lakers, will all make 
playoffs. That's bold. It is bold. It's crazy to think because you only get eight spots. So that would leave five spots in with the Pels, the Mavericks, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Grizzlies, all fighting for three spots. If all five of the Pacific teams make it, you get the Nuggets in there. That makes six. Pels, seven. And then Memphis, eight. That doesn't sound that crazy once you put it like that, does it? No. Just saying. Um, that uh, My take every NFL year is that a whole division is going to make the playoffs, <laughs> so I'm moving that into the NBA. That's actually what I did is I looked at the division that had the highest odds of all five teams making it, and I decided the Pacific division was that. Um, so I my hot take is that all five Pacific division teams will make the playoffs. Not only just the play-in, not five top ten teams, five top eight teams. Um, According to FanDuel, mm-hmm. the only hot take out of that is the Kings, which were the three seed last year. So so you're trying to tell me my take isn't hot enough? Well, I mean, I, it's it, it's pretty hot. Thank you. But sounds like I'm the basketball guy. <laughs> sounds like you know ball. I know ball. Didn't that <laughs> happen last year, though? No. Who missed? Somebody. The Lakers didn't make the playoffs last year, did they? Lakers yeah, made they the did. Western Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah they, they did. Were, they, were, they were up there. Warriors made it. Lakers made it. Kings made it. Suns made it. Did the Clippers make it? All right. Well, guess it's not that hot. Um, how about you go and I'll think of another one. Thanks, Reese. Way to um, make me look dumb. Jerk. Let me double check your Clippers. But all right, whatever, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mustang. Um, I haven't, you know. Hello. Talking about serial horse killers. Talking about itching to get in somewhere. <laughs> um, I haven't really had the time to uh, do all my research. On the uh, upcoming NBA season, been uh, working a lot. Just got off a turnaround a few weeks ago, but I do know about the big trade. The big trade, yeah. the Lebowski of trades. The Lebowski of trades. So many moving pieces, um, but mainly the Bucks acquiring Dame. Yeah, that happened. You know what I got to say about it? What do you got to say? They're not going to be as good as people think they are. Oh, let's go. I had a different hot take last night that agrees with that. I said Dame scores under 20 points a game this year. He hated it. That's absurd. Could happen. Could happen. If he is able to stay on the court. Oh, might not be healthy, you say. Interesting. So where do you put he the bucks with then? That part. Where do you put the bucks? I, I do still see them making the playoffs. I mean, it's hard not yeah. to when you have Giannis. Yep. Him alone. Yep. Um. Maybe like a five seed. Five seed. That would be crazy for the bucks. That would be a fall off for sure. Five or six. Because I think if you look at the Eastern Conference right now and the Bucks fall anywhere lower than three, it's a disappointment for sure. So I'll I would categorize that take as hot. Your take was cold, by the way. Why did they all five made it last year? Yes. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Back to uh, back. Hotter take. Hotter take. Cleveland Cavaliers finishes the one. Hotter seat. take. None of them make it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Oh uh, no! Take. Cleveland Cavaliers finishes the one seed in the East. That's my hot take. That's a great take. I love it. They're a they are a team. A young inspired team. Young hot guys. Some would say. He would say. He would say. Uh, I love Donovan Mitchell. I have a Donovan Mitchell jersey in my room. Love Jared Allen. Great ball player. Uh, Darius Garland. Fantastic ball player. Mm-hmm. Karis LeVert. Great ball player. You just spit on the best NBA player in the league right now. Jetty Osman. We know this is a bit. Uh, Reese loves this one guy. He's out of USC, seven foot power forward, can do everything. I don't think he's that great. Um, We're not doing this. If you look at him on the court, he looks fragile. Yeah, he does. Um, Evan Mobley is the best defender in the league right now. (laughs) Uh, No, I just like messing with Rebo Hustle. No, Evan Mobley, great ball. Like I, I think the Cavaliers are full of good talent. I believe he he just said that over John Isaac. True. 
Jonathan Isaac has played four games in the past <laughs> four years, so uh, he's, played he's lost that one. He's played less than Zion. Hey, this is his year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we thought um, that last year. Coming from four. the Boston Celtics guy, it's hard to say the Cavs are going to make the one seed because, I mean, so I liked it. you got the Celtics adding Drew Holiday, keeping Jalen Brown, who still hasn't learned how to dribble with his left hand. Um, hey, he's the highest paid ba- basketball player in the in the league. Not after Giannis's contract yesterday. This is true. Three for 182. Forgot Giannis got an extension yesterday. Yeah, um, like 60 mil a year. Yeah. Um, crazy. But, uh, okay. So ramen I could buy that with was that money? About 60 million packets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so that was our NBA league talk. Let's talk about the Pels in particular, Rebo. Uh, what's, what's your expectations for the Pels this year? Or even, what's your expectations for the Pels on opening night? On opening night. Do you... Possibly see a rookie of the year in our future. Oh, I don't. I wouldn't say that. You don't like Jordan Hawkins? He doesn't. Confirm. I like Jordan Hawkins. I don't doesn't think he's like going to be rookie of the year. Not being a starter, he might be a starter at some point. Yeah. With the health of our team, you never know. Trey Jemison might get re-signed and make be a starter. This is terrible. This guy doesn't even know Trey Jemison. Not a ball knower. <laughs> okay. Doesn't know ball. Matt Ryan. So things to expect. We uh, in uh, game one, the Grizzlies had the tough news of learning Stephen Adams out for the year. So that uh, opens the paint up a little bit more for Zion. I know Jaron Jackson Jr. won Defensive Player of the Year last year. And the Grizzlies have been a kryptonite. True, but the Grizzlies notoriously have run the defense against Zion with Stephen Adams hanging out around Herb Jones. So and. Ultimately, coming in to help whenever Zion uh, touches the paint, and so if you don't have a long, athletic guy like Stephen Adams to do that, I don't think that they're going to be very good this year. Um, starting Xavier Tillman, mm. they might miss the playoffs. Wow! Did they get the two seed last year? Yes. Interesting. Now that's a hot take. They're also missing twenty-five games of John Morant. They're missing twenty-five games of their best player, and. Steven Adams all year. So that is that's fair. That yeah. Things might be looking up for the Pels tomorrow night. We are missing Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy though. Two players who will obviously be may be in the rotation. Jose playing? Questionable. The only two guys listed as out right now are okay. Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy. Okay. So Larry Nance and Jose Alvarado are questionable. Uh yet to be seen. Grand um, Theft Alvarado. I think I think Alvarado's out though because I think they said he's getting reevaluated in two weeks, which is the most Pelicans thing of all time. <laughs> um, somebody gets hurt, yeah, we'll check him out in two weeks, and then you check him out in two weeks, and then oh, it's gonna be another two weeks, and then you know, lo and behold, twelve weeks go by. Yeah. Um. So I don't think Alvarado's playing. I don't know about Larry Nance. Um. But Kira Lewis Jr. is gonna be play a big part in our second unit. Um. A guy who I haven't been the most fond of, and Dyson Daniels should see some time. Um. But the most important part is our starting five is healthy. Correct. So, all in all, I think the Grizzlies are favored by one and a half, over-unders at 228. Um, do you think the Pels get their season opener up? There's not a doubt in my mind right now. Does he know ball? We will find I out. I the house on it. I believe Marcus Smart has been sitting out of the preseason. I don't know if that's injury-related or not. And so they've been running a starting lineup of like Derrick Rose, Desmond Bain, Salty Aldama, uh, Who? Jaron Jackson Jr., and Xavier Tillman. And I, if we're looking five on five, I'll take our starters, five all yeah. day. Yeah, that's for sure. Now Salty Aldama is a, a dog. Yeah, of course. Obviously, who doesn't his know brother, that? His brother Pepperi Odama, also great player. And then the, their cousin Paprika Odama. Oh, dog. He, he's too young, though. He'll make it to the league in a couple he'll, years. He'll come over to America. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, salty, peppery, and Paprika. Can't even talk ball Brief. in this house. We've been talking ball for 40 minutes. 39. This guy doesn't even know garlic powder. Unbelievable. Um, garlic yeah. powder Odama. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everything bagel Odama. <laughs> what are we... What's... What is wrong with this? This is going to be a bit for a long time. Oh, yeah. The Odama brothers. <laughs> There's um, a lot. There's a lot of them. Um, so, Pels win? <laughs> How do you spell Odama? Aldama. A-L-D-M-A. Okay. A-L-D-M-A. Noted. 
Maybe an AMA. AMA, yeah. Cayenne. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Pels, hopefully the Pels can get a win. What's 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 our win uh, total looking like? I think we're at like 45 and a half before the season starts. We're going over or under on that. Over. Um, I didn't expect him to look like this. <laughs> uh, he looks like an actor, a paid actor. But he's also like 6'9". He also huge. has huge ears. He's huge. He's 6'11". Um, yeah, even better. Even bigger. Um, where's our over-under is what you asked me, correct? That is not what I asked. Exactly. Oh, wait. His name is Santi? I thought he said Salty. That's why I started this whole bit. He did. I thought it was Sol D with a D. <laughs> oh, so now the bit is ruined. <laughs> no, it, it's 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 still continue. there. Okay, cool. Um, you asked where the over-under line is. Yeah. Can't say if healthy. But give me over under 49 and a half wins. Oh, he's changing the line. You didn't tell me. I didn't know you told me the line. He said I, I, I said 45 and a half. Oh, then I'm taking over every time. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. I missed um, it. I was looking up so, Santi Aldama. So 45 and a half, we're taking the over. But 49 and a half, I would take the under. I think we I think this slide is a in and have beautiful 48 wins. A beautiful 48 wins. Um, and that's that's me taking into account that Zion is going to miss 20 games. Brandon Ingram is going to miss 10 games. CJ is going to miss 10 games. Herb's going to miss six games. Oh, Jonas is going to miss some Sound games. Man is active. 24. 24. He's not drinking the Kool-Aid this year. 24 wins. Not enough if sugar If this in it. Pelicans team gets 24 wins, fire Willie Green, trade Brandon Ingram, trade Zion, trade CJ, <laughs> trade Jonas, Fresh build around Trey Murphy the third. Um, build around Jose. Well, yeah, Jose can stay. It's our starting lineup will be Jose, Jordan Hawkins, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, and whoever we draft at number one overall, which is going to end up being a center. So fifty wins. I don't know. <laughs> fifty wins as like if we did that last year, that would give us a three seed. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. that's why I think that fifty wins is legit. I think the catfish head. Keep <laughs> <laughs> Sound man's back at it, baby. Herb. Uh, shout out Herb. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is a top six seed, if <clears throat> if all goes well. Like if we stay healthy enough, this is a top six seed. If we don't stay healthy, still might be a top. We could also get rid of the ladies in the gold vests. They don't need to be there. Here we go again, attacking security for doing their job. Yeah, dude brings a vape into a Pelicans game and expects to be able to hit it. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. And then blames his dad. <laughs> no, I didn't blame him. No, no, no. He thought she was talking to his dad. <laughs> and then when he found out she was not talking to his dad, then he was offended. Um, Shout out to the Pelicans. Let's get on to some betting. Huh? Yeah, what do okay. you say? Yeah. What do you say? Um, So, last week, be honest with you, don't remember what my parlay was. Can't tell you if it hit or not. I didn't actually bet it. Didn't screenshot it. That's on me. Hand up my fault. That's on me. Mustang, talk about your parlay. Do I have to? Yes, please. So, as I log in to get my new bet up. Rebo Hustle, why don't you? Mine was um, a future, so yeah, yeah, the world may never no. know. Yeah, it's not going to hit. Um, we already talked about that. <clears throat> Last pod, I cut a huge promo because, you know, of how I felt. I let my emotions get the best of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I apologize. Hey, it's okay. I forgot my parlay entirely. At least you remember yours. Um, mine went 0 for 4. Oh, not great. On probably the weirdest weekend of professional football I've ever watched. <laughs> the most exciting game was the Browns versus the Colts. That's so true. That was a high-scoring affair. And I bet the Browns to win you know, minus 2.5. As one would. And they won by 1. I watched a lot of that game because we had we picked up Kareem Hunt. It was the very yeah, it was a very yeah. Talking that yeah, shout out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I also bet 49ers to win by seven. They lost. Yeah, uh, Lions plus three. They lost by thirty two. Don't talk about my Lions, man. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I I don't, I really think that they played that bad just because of what we had said about the Ravens. 
the Ravens played that good because of what we said about them not playing good. Yeah, and they were my Super Bowl pick, so I'm kind of glad. Honestly, Lions versus Ravens, we'll run it back. Don't worry about it. We'll see it again. Here we go. We'll see it again. And then uh, our last league might be another 32-point game. <clears throat> You're going to get 32 punches to the face. I bet on one up. of the, the hottest underdogs of football this season in the Commanders. Hot young guys. Ooh. Ooh. And they had no offense. They didn't have much of anything. Their defense played good. Yeah. Their offense did not. Not great. Not great. So. Um, but this week, it's okay. Yeah. We'll come back. Um, I feel like I bet on some safer games. Um, so again, you know, four four leg parlay all NFL. Okay, okay. Uh, first one on the slate, and they're all noon games. All right, so we'll know early in the yeah. day. Noon. <laughs> uh, first on the slate, uh, Jags at Steelers. Mm-hmm. Jags minus two and a half. Okay, easy. Sounds you know, about right. Steelers haven't looked. Very good this season. Their defense especially hasn't been up to the standard that the Steelers' defense usually Until T.J. Watt gets a pick. <laughs> that happened. It did. Um, next up, uh, Houston Texans at Carolina Panthers. Minus three. Easiest bet of all time. Carolina cannot win a game. C.J. Stroud's a top-ten quarterback. C.J. Stroud can't lose. True. Um. Wow, looking at this now, I picked all the away teams. Oh, bad week. We got bad week to be a home team. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Vikings at Packers, divisional game. Vikings just coming off a huge win against one of the best teams in the league. Vikings minus one and a half. Um, and then lastly, I bet against them the week before. Mm Hmm. Time to make things right. Ravens at Cardinals. Ravens minus eight and a half. Yeah, that feels good. Put that together for plus twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. So that's a good lunch. What happens? So if the Ravens lose to the Cardinals, can we say that the Cardinals are better than the Lions? No, no, we can't. We okay. can say that Sam Howell looked like Aaron Brooks. <laughs> Probably. Howell looked like <laughs> Brooks. Wow. If Soundman says it, it's got to be gotta true. Got to be true. Uh, uh, Soundman, what do you have on bets? This yeah, week? yeah. Give us your bet. It's it, We know it's going to be a two-leg parlay that's plus 264. It's going to be a spread and an over-under. We know. But we need to know which Might game. Might be a money line. We need to know which game. Not a money line. He could never. He would never stoop that low. <laughs> Give it to us, Reeps. So, I'll stand on this soapbox again. It's the first day of the NBA season. We're betting NBA. Woo! So basketball tonight, tonight's game tips off as is at nine o'clock central for the Suns Warriors. One hour and eleven minutes away. Uh, Kevon Looney, ten rebounds, easy, easy thing. Bet. All time. Easy, he says. Free, Free money. Bet. Okay. Grayson Allen over one and a half threes, easy. Attempted or made? <laughs> made. <laughs> He's gonna be wide open in that Suns. He's gonna attempt like twelve. So, so Grayson Allen's gonna hit one three, and Kevon Looney's two. gonna get nine rebounds. Two. He's Got it. Two. No, 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 no. I know. Oh, Grayson oh, Allen's oh, gonna okay, hit yeah, one yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Kevon Looney's gonna, gonna grab nine, nine rebounds and a Here half. Go. He'll tip the ball. <laughs> rebound. <laughs> KD for twenty five points. KD scoring twenty four. And Curry for three made threes. Curry's actually gonna do that. He's gonna that, make that seven. Yeah, he's, I'm not taking that one back. Um, that's not a bad bet. I mean, yeah. And the odds show that because it's only plus 323. Wow. For a four-leg parlay, Reese. Uh, you're talk about hot takes, yeah. huh? I didn't say they were hot. Oh. I'm just trying to make money. See, I hate parlays like, like that because there's so much has to happen and you still don't win a lot. Yeah. It's fine. But, hey, those are almost yeah. guaranteed. The not winning a lot of I'm worried about. Not winning a lot is still more than winning nothing. Exactly. The only um, one I'm worried about is Kevin Durant. I think the other three are locks. Sure. Locks. If you say so. Now watch, Kevin Durant's going to be the only one to do it. Probably. So uh, I've also got a four-leg parlay. Uh, I split college and NFL two and two, um, like I did a couple weeks ago. Um, this one, I don't know. How, I honestly don't know how I feel about it. But Your own bet. Yep. We're going to go for it. Why not? 
Uh, he did bet on Nebraska. If you yeah, he did. <laughs> All right, shut up. Uh, <laughs> Let's bring first, that topic back. No, we don't have to. Uh, first, first leg um, is one that Mustang already pointed out. Houston Texans minus three against the Carolina Panthers. Y'all know how I feel about the Houston Texans. And you know how we feel about the Carolina Panthers. Easier said than done. Yeah. Battle of... Miles Sanders might be back. Doesn't change my opinion Battle whatsoever. Of picks one and three. One and two, right? Two. No, Stroud went two. Stroud, Will Anderson yeah, went yeah, three. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, face off Both. of the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. One through three, honestly. Yeah. One through three. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm, I'm taking my boy CJ Stroud to win that game. Uh, Los Angeles Rams at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas has looked pretty I'm, bad I recently. Um, I'm taking the Rams plus six and a half at Dallas. I almost took that too. Uh, Dallas is coming off a bye week, so that is something we have to consider. Um, however, Dak looked am- looked amazing against the Chargers on Monday Night Football. By the way, I couldn't care less how Dak looked against a two and four Chargers team. Um, Here we go. Dak has not. Dak has looked terrible all season. I'm not using one game where he scores 20 points. To it's the most recent one. Okay, great. Derek Carr threw for 303 yards in his last game, and we still lost. So yeah. I don't care. He threw for 400 the week before, and we lost that game. There we go. Fair enough. All right. So uh, moving into the college realm, Oregon minus six and a half going into Utah. That'll be a battle. Yeah. That'll I be like, a fun game. I like that game. That'll be a. Fu- I don't really Utah. care if my bet hits on that I one. Say, I just I want like to watch the game. The game. But minus six and a half is a lot. It is. It is a lot, especially after Utah beats USC. Uh, Punched him in the mouth. However, I think Oregon could have beaten Washington. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I just like this Oregon team. I you like their are spunk. You a Bo Nix believer? No. Um, yeah. I like everything but Bo Nix. Um, I like Dan Lanning. I like, I like the, the, the attitude. The uniforms are beautiful. Those throwbacks that they have. Oh, beautiful jerseys. Fun fact: in a retro bowl college, I'm currently managing. The Oregon Ducks. Good for you. I'm a Georgia Tech man myself. I uh, started at Nichols. Byron, I'm Bryce's favorite team to bet on, Nebraska. There we go. Um, so Oregon minus six and a half going into Utah. And then I've got another top 25 matchup, um, Duke and Louisville. And I've got uh, Duke going into Louisville and uh, covering the spread at four and a half. So Duke plus four and a half. Yeah. I think they'll probably win that game. Yeah, you, you said that earlier, and I like... Like, I heard you say plus four and a half, and I knew what you meant, but in my head, I could not picture them as not being favorite to win this game. I don't know if it's because I don't know if Riley Leonard's back yet, and I think that's I, pro- I think he's hurt. I think that's probably the big part of it is that Riley Leonard's out, who is their starting quarterback, and he's been great this year. Um, but they're still a top 25 yeah, team, they've and they've been so without good. him without two weeks. So I, I think Duke has what it takes to beat Louisville. I know Louisville beat Notre Dame, but Duke lost to Notre Dame on a last second drive. So, um, I think that'll be a close game, and it'll be a good game. Uh, so give me the four-and-a-half spread on that one. So uh, Texans minus three, Rams plus six-and-a-half, Oregon minus six-and-a-half, Duke plus four-and-a-half, four-leg parlay plus 12-26. Nice. So that's where we're sitting at. And then we get an update. So man has sent in his incredible two-leg parlay. <clears throat> and can you believe <laughs> he bet on... Uh, I hate this. This is disgusting. Titans playing home against the Falcons. He took the Titans money line and the over of 36 he took, and a half. He took a money line just to spite me because I said he <laughs> wouldn't do it. He took a money line and an over. Also, the odds, higher than he's used to. So I know he's peeing down his leg right now. Because they're not 264. They're 310. So he doesn't know what to do with himself. Panic pick. Titans money line against the Falcons and over 36 and a half. Sorry, sound man. But no, I'm you know I, I say ranked. that sometimes, and then yeah, he just hits. I don't like it either, but it, it it's gonna happen now. Yeah, I um, don't like the over part because the I don't Falcons like that have game. run the ball so much this season, and that's what they've leaned on on offense. Apparently, not with Bijan. Yeah, not with Bijan. He had point five fantasy points. Yeah, don't game. remind me. I still won, <laughs> but boy, did it make me angry. But the Titans have been, I believe, the number nine rush defense and. Uh, uh, for this year, and so I, I'm not loving the over, but Salman knows more than me. Knows more than me, too. I'll tell you that much. Um, speaking about winning in fantasy football, the Rhythm and Blues, 5-2. Five and 5-2 two. Five and two out of the boys. I, I, I pulled off an ugly loss. You you did. Um, so one of us is 5-2, and two, the other's 2-5. and five. Won't mention which one's which, but I already did. Um, however, 
we have to we have to be frank here. <laughs> he did lose Nick Chubb, along with and Mike Williams, and Mike Williams, Mike Williams. and Justin Fields, and also traded, which looks like a great trade now because he yeah. kind of stinks. Calvin Ridley for Damian Pierce. Um, Calvin Ridley's not playing great. Um, however, you know it's 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 looking it's not looking great for the no, lettuce, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah, big bye week this week also. Um, upon losing Fields, I picked up Sam Howell because my backup Stroud was on bye, along with my RB two Damian Pierce. However, Zeke scored a touchdown again. I think it was his fourth of the year. That a boy, so not a terrible bench running back. Okay, okay. Uh, as it stands in league of record, um, we are tied for second. Um, we are five and two with, you know, along with John and Jack, and then Alex, as one would expect, is at number one, tied with Paul. The old years. Why geezer. does Paul always have a good fantasy team? We don't know, especially with like four Saints on it at yeah. all yeah. times. Yeah, because the the Saints' offense is stat padding, just not win padding. Yeah, I don't want to talk Just about Taysom Hill down. against the Texans. Yeah, let's Taysom not. Hill and Kamara averaging like twelve catches a game. And that's the only that's the two big ones he's got. He's got Mike Thomas too, who's good for one half. So we're tied for second uh, at five and two. Uh, Soundman, of course, is in this league as well. He's at four and three. Um, you know, just kind of up and down, but that that could be due to you know his running back situation as well, uh, considering he's got Brees Hall. But Khalil Herbert and Kyra Williams both on IR right now. Um, so unfortunate for him. Everybody's having some running back troubles. We had six running backs on our roster this week, and four of them were injured. So, you know, we feel it too. Yeah, heavy um, heavy on the running back injuries this very season. Very heavy running back injury season. However, we're fighting through. Rhythm and blues are powering on, powering on through it. Hoping to turn it around. Looking for our first playoff berth since coming into the league. Um, this is our third season in the league, and I think this is the best record we've had through seven games. So, you know, could be could be looking up for the rhythm yeah. and blues. Um, they're giving us a seventy percent chance to make the playoffs right now, which I think is third in the league. Uh, hey. So I'm not mad at that at all. We've got the second most points for. Yeah, we do. We're we we have a good squad this year, man. We do. Um, I'm very proud of the job like we did it. drafting. Um, it's okay. You were used third to you lying at this point. Um, I was looking at the wrong team. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, um, fantasy football looking good for the Rhythm and Blues. Uh, sleeper league, um, dynasty league that we're yeah. all in. The wind continues. The <laughs> the streak continues of us being the only teams to keep winning. Yeah. Uh, we're all three six and one, I believe. You won this week. Mm-hmm. You won this week. I won this week. Um, yeah, you did. You scored the most points in the league. Hey, um, how about it? So. Three six and one teams in our other league of record, that dynasty league that also contains Clown Carr and Lionel Frankenstein. Uh, so fantasy football for the boys this oh, year. Wow. I want a lot. Not too bad. I want a lot by a lot more than I thought I would, because going into Monday oh, yeah. Night Football, I was down by like fifteen points, mm-hmm. and um, I was playing the commissioner, Lionel. Commish. He had one thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished with two oh five. Hello. Um, Shout out. Glenn Kittle and Fred Warner. Glenn. Glenn Kittle. Uh, Rebo and I are just battling for most points scored in the league every week. If I would have just benched Austin Eckler for Devonta Foreman, I would have scored 300 points. Good for you, man. And, that would have been great. And I forgot about Jordan You Madison. still won, so who Put cares? 36 points. Yeah, he did. On my bench in big money. Um, but I had him starting in a couple other leagues. That really helped me out. So, uh, Fantasy football for the boys. Not bad this year. Not terrible. Could be a lot worse. Jordan Addison's looking like... We both had a good take. We drafted him in, like, the seventh, eighth round, and then you got him in Dynasty. I mean, yeah. Very good player. 31 points last night. First two weeks, he scored a touchdown in each. So, good player. Anything else you boys want to talk about before we wrap up this OTD episode for the night? No more hot takes, Reese? Go Pills. (laughs) Good point. I didn't even think about it like that. Uh, win. Last thing to say before we, um, last thing to say before we close this thing on out is we do want to give an update on the NLCS as the World Series is marching upon us. <coughs> the Rangers did win last night because they keep listening to Creed. It is, Correct. Yep. I mean, you're not going to lose when you listen to Creed. That's for sure. Hello, um, my friend. We meet again. It's been a while. 
I don't have it. I don't have it. It's one one bottom of the He'll third. He'll get it on the next episode. <laughs> one one bottom of the third, Diamondbacks and Phillies. Um so we'll see who makes the World Series there. Once that's finalized, next week we'll talk about the World Series. We'll talk about I mean by then we'll be a few games in, so we'll have to see who's winning it. Um hopefully Clown Car can give his thoughts on, you know, this past MLB season and not yell at me about Chris Olave. <laughs> uh so maybe a little bit of both. Mm, hopefully not. Uh, so as always, want to thank everybody for watching on YouTube off the Dome Sports Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter off the underscore Dome Pod. Make sure to follow the boys at the Know at B in the Know K N E A U X. The only way to spell it. Um, tons of content coming out of the No Network. Tons of content coming out of OTD. Um, very happy with where we're at. Glad that we're finally on a schedule. Um, there was a long time where we were just bouncing around, hoping we could find a day to do it. Now we're pretty much solidified on Tuesdays. The occasional Monday, depending on Mustang's availability, but pretty much Tuesdays at 7 p.m. is where we're going to be. Um, so if you're ever wondering, hey, when are they coming on? When's the episode? Tuesdays at 7 uh, is probably your best bet. And then, as always, we are still on Spotify. We'll continue to be on Spotify, so check us out there, Off the Dome Sports Podcast. Um, anything else, boys? I think that's it. I think that'll do it. As always, we will see you next time.